0: You're listening to the Elevate Your Soul Podcast. You can find us online at SoundCloud.com forward slash L Wesley, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts at Elevate Your Soul. Make sure you type in those two L's, or you can go to ElevateYourSoul.com to learn more. Again, that's two L's E L L E V A T E, YourSoul.com. Today I am speaking with Eva Kalvig, No BS Business Coach. This is going to be a really long one and a really good one, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today I have Eva Kalvig, the No BS Business Coach. Eva empowers women to fuck the fear and find their big girl voice and create messaging that builds an engaged audience, attracts a fuck yes client, and creates more money, impact, and influence in their business. And I am super, super honored to have her on the podcast today because we've already been discussing all of these things that everyone needs to be discussing. So, Eva, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ellie, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited
1: to talk to you. I know we've already started talking about all the things that people whisper about behind the scenes, but no one really opens up and, and talks about out loud. And I am more than happy to break that silence because to me, the most important thing is women getting their fucking voice back and talking about the things that you know people silence in us.
0: No more. <laughs> no more. And I've personally struggled with it. You've personally struggled with it and you've overcome it. And so this is something where as someone who's been through all the shit, you can be a guiding light to other people. And that's probably where you're coaching your business, you know, your clients and your business. in the best way is you're helping lead these women through and say, look, you have the power within you.
1: Yeah. Totally. I think that, you know, the most important thing, if you have a story where you've endured trauma as a child, where you didn't get what you needed from the people that were meant to give it to you, AKA your parents, if you didn't feel accepted, if you didn't feel loved, if you didn't feel like you could be yourself, like you could show up and, you know, feel your feelings and and you didn't have to hide, but instead you were told to not instead you were told that you have to be a certain way. And I know a lot of women in this space, do have that kind of background because entrepreneurs, you know, we're the outsiders, we're the black sheep, we're the people who do not fit into boxes, we're the people who cannot work for the man, we don't fit into a nine to five, we have to have freedom, right? We're free spirits. And I feel like a lot of the time we go into this industry and feel like, here we go again, got to put yourself in a fucking box because everyone's screaming at the top of their lungs saying that you need to be this way or that way or do this or that and it's the only way to do things which I think is bullshit because I believe that you know the reason we have, why we have our own business is to have that fucking freedom of creation, of creativity, of expression, of being who we are, of you know speaking our truth. And that is a huge part of my coaching. I want to empower women to understand, to believe that you know, what they have to say is important, what their work is needed, not someone else's work that they're trying to emulate, not someone else's message that they're trying to make their own their fucking work, their truth, their magic. Everyone's unique, everyone's got skills and gifts and abilities that make them special. And I just, you know, I think that there's a lot more to business coaching than telling someone, you know, this is a strategy, now go go use it, go implement it. I think it goes a lot deeper, especially that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to make all your decisions. So you gotta deal with shit like boundaries, you gotta deal with shit like, you know, standing your ground. You have to say no sometimes for the good of your business. You have to raise your prices. You have to do things Mm -hmm. that make you uncomfortable and that triggers the fuck out of people.
0: Oh my God. So many questions. So many questions are coming up. So let's start with um, the first question that I have for you Yeah, is somewhere along the way. I started believing that in order to be rich and successful with an online business, you have to be popular. And that's kind of like the belief, the collective belief. You have to be really liked and well-approved and get all those hearts and all those likes. Do you believe that that's true in online business and in the coaching world today? Is someone, someone's business more successful the more likes they have?
1: Well... I think that vanity metrics are just vanity metrics. And to me, likes and views and, you know, well, engagement is not a vanity metric to me. When people are engaging with your shit, the more people engage with it, you're probably going to be more successful because you're going to have more eyes on your shit, more people actually wanting to have a conversation with you. And to me, business is all about dialogue, right? Business is about talking to people and solving their problems and and making money doing that, right? So essentially, the more people see your shit, the more people know who you are, the more eyes you have on your business. Yes, that does equal more money if you know how to monetize that attention.
2: Mm-hmm. However,
1: I, I know a lot of people who have tons and tons of followers and tons and tons of people on their instagram accounts and facebook and pinterest and twitter but they don't know how to monetize it so i don't think it's a case of you know if you're oh, if you're popular then you're definitely going to be rich i think you know if you know you're shit and you actually speak to people and they want to listen then you're going to make money. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are the best kept secret, who are not like super fucking popular, who do not have a huge audience, but they are so good and they get a lot of referrals and they're just like the best kept secret behind the scenes and they make a fucking ton of money. Right. So I don't think it's about I don't think it's about popularity. I don't like to see this as a popularity contest. What matters to me as a business owner is Speaking to the right people and obviously the more people I get to reach the better because that that allows me to have more impact however do I think that more popular means more money I know popular people that have scammed and lied to women who have trusted them with their money with their business with their strategy and yeah they're popular but the reputation you know it follows you online when you fuck up too many times people just know so yeah you can be known and popular but then again, are you going to really make an impact? Are you going to make that money? No. So I think it's it's debatable. Yeah. Definitely.
0: So, I mean, because I noticed that new coaches and business owners usually go for the visibility factor. I, they want to yeah. have the podcast and the magazine and the YouTube and the this and the that because they want to be so well-known. I want to be known. I want to be known. I need to be visible. That's what I hear. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but are you speaking your authentic truth? Are you actually doing the work to get those people in front of you? Or are you just all ego and trying to make it all about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. There's this hype that you need to be seen on every single platform. And a lot of people just kind of dabble with each one. They don't master one and move on, which is mm-hmm. what I think is the, you know, the, well I wouldn't say is the thing people should do like people do what the fuck they want to do what works for them but what I have seen work the best is focusing on one thing at a time yes. one because we get overwhelmed and two because mastering one thing is not five minutes you know there's this obsession with making you know 6k and six steps using <laughs> magical fucking crystals you know like getting 600 followers in 600 seconds like that is not how business fucking works right it's not how it works And I feel like people are obsessed with making everything work in five minutes. Well, the truth is business is a fucking process. It takes time, Mm -hmm. it takes trial and error, it takes time to find what actually works for you. And, you know, dabbling with platforms, there's a good side to it because you find out which one works for you and which one doesn't. But when it becomes a problem is when someone feels like they have to be everywhere and they try to be on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and have a podcast and a video show and a Facebook group. And it's just in an Instagram pod and they want to have Pinterest to drive traffic to their website. And it's mm-hmm. crazy.
0: And I'm sure it feels good to them to, to have all of that acknowledgement. But I just wonder what results are they really getting? You know, are they transforming people's lives or are they just getting followers? Yeah, that's the
1: thing. I think, um, one of, one of the well, pretty well-known coaches in this industry, um, she was, she did a live recently, which I think was really interesting where she said, you know, are you in it for the fame or do you want to build authority? Right. And to me, Like, it's great when people know your name and having followers and likes and and shit like that. It it strokes your ego for sure. Like, I'm not going to lie. It is something that I enjoy. However, like, what matters to me is that I'm actually making a difference. And really, what matters to me is building that, authority, that leadership, that, you know, I am doing this shit first, like I'm leading with this message that people are afraid to even think sometimes, I'm saying it out loud, I'm saying it everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and that's what, that's what matters to me, right? Yeah. It's not about the numbers, really, it's about the lives you change, because that's when I get the chills, when I get messages from women saying, holy fuck, like I have changed thanks to what you have taught me, that's what yes. makes a difference to me.
0: So then for those like clients and followers and fans who are watching you who are like, well, how do I get out of struggle mode and get to a place where I can authentically speak my message without being in this like flight or fight place, you know, because maybe they have that vision. Maybe I think honestly, I think everyone who starts a business has a good purpose, has a good intention, but they get overwhelmed with the, where's the money going to come in? I just quit my nine to five. This is a big investment. Where's the ROI? All of those types of things. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I think that people get lost along the way and I know I did Um, You get lost along the way because money, because bills, because mortgages, because you you see people do things, you want to try them, you want to make money fast, you want to see if you can do like 6k and 6 steps. You try all this bullshit and then Mm -hmm. you come to a point where you ask yourself, why did i start this thing in the first place like what the fuck am i doing here why am i in this business you end up a lot of people end up with a monster right they end up with a business that they just cannot manage they cannot control it feels like it lives its own life and they drown they get overwhelmed they feel like you know it's even worse than being in a nine to five because at least (laughs) a nine to five you leave at five yeah and then you're done (laughs) and when you're in business it doesn't work that way because a business uh, to me like entrepreneurship is a lifestyle Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's kind of like you, cl- you clock out and then you don't think about it until the next day. Like my mind works all the time. I'm producing yes. ideas all the time. I get creative, um, you know, whenever, like sometimes before I go to bed, I can't sleep. I stay up until four and I create. Sometimes I take a shower for like half an hour because I get the best ideas in the shower. Like there's no, isn't that crazy how that happens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there is really, like, there's, the the lines are really blurry. So to me, entrepreneurship is a lifestyle. My business is my lifestyle, and I love it. I fucking love it. I I own that. However, I think that, you know, having those boundaries around what what you are willing and not willing to do for the sake of your business or your clients is super fucking important because, I mean, a lot of people burn out as entrepreneurs, and they go back to having a job because Mm -hmm. there are certain structures in a job which are done for you. You don't have to think as much because, you know, you're delegated <laughs> shit. To you, you're given instructions. When you're an entrepreneur, you you fucking come up with everything yourself.
0: Yeah, you're the so, HR department, accounting, billing, yeah. everything else. And it gets to be quite overwhelming. Um, so when you mentioned earlier about how we kind of put ourselves into a box, into this mm-hmm box of online business of how things should go. And we look to how someone else is doing it and then try to duplicate that. Like if you join someone's coaching program and they say, well, this is what you need to do. This Mm -hmm. is it, this, 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 that. And I never do that to my clients. I say, you know what? It's custom. It depends on what you want, on what your passion is and where you're going. But. I see a lot of coaches just telling them like, no, just follow my templates, copy my slides, do my emails. This is it. And I I guess it works if you're just in it for the money. But in my opinion, it's not a sustainable business because you're not passionate about doing something. Um, So what are your thoughts about working out of the box and working in the box?
1: Okay. Well, this is, this is something I just, I just did like this whole huge rant on a live about and I'm totally in that zone. So I I have a lot of things to say. (laughs) I actually think, you know, I think this is going to get a lot of backlash, but I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say it anyway. I think there's a lot of people in this industry who came in here without having a fucking clue what business is all about, without having a fucking clue what they want to do. And they started learning from people who are already here and Mm -hmm. they started to duplicate the shit they learned and they started to preach it. And then the people who were their clients, their students started to do the same thing because they were told, listen, like you do this or you're not gonna make it. You do like, this is the way to do it. And thus the clones started to multiply.
2: Mm
1: Unfortunately, a lot of these people don't have a business background or any fucking idea how to run a business, what to do inside of a business. So we have stupid shit like, you know, make sure your sales are not icky. Like, what the fuck? You know, (laughs) business is all about exchanging goods and services for money. For fuck's sake, that is the basics, like basic economics. I know. (laughs) And, you know, we have women in this space talking about making sure your sales are not icky. So they start to veil their sales pitches and ridiculous fucking Uh, posts that are like five fucking pages long with these images, you know, the, the same image, it's just a different bitch in the same image. And I'm like, girls, like, is this really, is this really you with this fucking mug? I swear this mug. I mean, I love me a good mug. Don't get me I'm a coffee lover, but these fucking boss lady mugs with the faraway look out the window, you know, next to the preneur desk with the perfect flat lay. And you know, the same fucking plant. There's this one fucking influencer plant that the Monstera something that they use.
0: The influencer plant. Yeah, oh my God, you're killing me. And I'm just like, is this really you? Like, why the fuck are we affecting? Who said that? Food? Who's who determined that? That's what I want to know. And exactly. why did we say yes to it?
1: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, why did we say yes to it? I can tell you that. I think that, you know, a lot of people who have lots of fucking talents and skills, but they are not business oriented. They didn't know any fucking better. They went online and they're like, well, I want to be a fitness coach or a spiritual coach or, you know, like a health coach, a wellness coach or whatever coach but I don't know how to do the business thing. So they needed to have some sort of business advice, support strategy, and we know that at the beginning of time when online was booming, everyone was teaching everyone how to make money online.
2: Yeah. They
1: still do that, but at you know a couple of good years back, that was like the big thing. So people came online, they're like, I wanna be a health coach, show me how to make money. And they were like, no, 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 you have to be a business coach, because that's the only thing I know. So they fucking taught them how to make money and teach <laughs> other people how to make money. So it kind of became this thing where there's coaches, coaching coaches, how to coach coaches, that coach coaches. It turned into its own MLM. (laughs) It did. It did. did. And it trumped creativity because, you know, maybe someone doesn't want to be a fucking business coach. Maybe someone doesn't want to teach people how to make money. Maybe they want to teach them how to fucking, you know, make their own clothes or how to get dressed or how to fucking raise kids or, you know, how to meditate or how to do yoga. Like there's so many different things Mm -hmm. yet they were squeezed into a box. And like I was saying today, um, when I was having a rant about this, it's literally like you walk in online, there is this box, they fucking squeeze you into it, and like a confetti throwing bitch comes out. <laughs> <They're> all- <laughs> Seriously. The, the beige, the pastel, the kind of rose gold. And you're, you know, you're a fucking artist. You know this, right? Yeah. Like all No, pastels. I know what
0: they want. They all come to me saying, I want yeah. rose gold and light and pretty. And I'm like, oh, okay. And macaroons okay. and the Eiffel Tower.
1: It's like, I haven't <laughs> been to Paris. Like, fuck me. Do you want to go there? Seriously, though. And there's, you know, that's where my, that's where my personas come from. Because mm-hmm. I've been observing this for almost five years. And looking at it and thinking, motherfucker, like these women are certainly not all the same. So why the fuck are they all branding each other the same? Why are they saying the same shit? Why is their copy the same? Why is everything fucking same? Like, this is crazy. It just seems like you're high and you're seeing like a 100 of the same person. It's like, I don't understand because you know, to me, ultimately, entrepreneurship equals freedom of everything, yeah. of expression, of, of creative expression, of saying what I want, doing what I want, and, and living my life how I want. It's not about walking into this fucking crazy funhouse where I, I go in and I get stamped and you know I go get a rose gold and fucking beige website, and then I start talking about making money and going to a retreat in Bali, and I, I don't get it. Why? why? Is there no other fucking country to visit? I mean, I'm not saying Bali sucks. I think it's beautiful, but there's like the rest of the world.
0: (laughs) I'm dying here. I love it. I love it. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: could talk about this for days, but to me, really, to me, it's a case of people repeating and copying and regurgitating because they're scared that if they actually did what they want to do, if they actually said what they want to say, Mm -hmm. if they actually showed up in a way which they want to show up, if they took the fucking filters off and were not afraid to stand out, this space would be so much more fucking colorful and vibrant and beautiful and interesting. Because you know what? It's turning into one big motherfucking high school online. It's literally like the leaders who are like, confetti, do you want to make six K in six seconds? Woo, woo, everybody's here. (laughs) And then you've got the Bob, the bro marketers, like fucking FOMO, bitches. Timers are on one, two, three, grab your credit cards or die. Like there's, it's literally that, like, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm like, I didn't fucking finish high school so many years ago to go back to fucking high school because it was not a fun time for me. And, you know, and, and that's what I'm seeing. And it's like, if you, if you are out of the box, if you're doing something differently, then, you know, a lot of the time, People are like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. It's like literally cafeteria talk.
2: Mm It is. It is.
1: I don't, I don't stand for it. Like I, I hate it. I think it's ridiculous and lame and childish. And I think people should just start fucking minding their own business. Like don't tell people to be a certain way. Don't tell people that it's wrong to do this and it's only right to do that because that's bullshit. If anything that I believe is right is to be yourself and find your own path and your own way and what works for you and feels good for you because we've had enough a feeling like we cannot show up cannot speak up cannot you know have our own opinions that is something that a lot of entrepreneurs have endured in their life and as kids and you know we come here to express ourselves to share our magic to to be ourselves and then you know six figure cindy comes up and she's like bitch like why don't you have a pretty website if you need a website to make money <laughs> and,
0: it's like, and you don't and i'm a website builder you don't need a website to make money that i never tell anybody that you need yeah. a pretty website if you want a pretty website. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, it's really great to have a website that's pretty and that converts. And it that, works. you know, ma- yeah. converts is probably the biggest thing here that people miss. It's like, you know, you got to have your branding done. So I want my logo and I want it like rose and gold. And it's like branding is not just a logo. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's nice. It's really, and, and you know, I know you hear this a lot. You're like, I want my branding and I want a logo and I just like want my colors and fonts and I want them like her. I've literally heard this so many times. Like I like her and it's always, her is always either black and pink mm-hmm. or it's black and rose gold and beige, or it's like, you know, pastel macaroony colors. Like you're in a fucking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know because I've also been in web design, so I know what people want. It's very rare. That they come to me and they're like you know what do you think like what what do you feel when you speak to me like they tell me their story and we discover what mm-hmm. that brand feels like what it looks like no 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 no, it's always it's always play for display and fucking rose and Golden. that's
0: that's why like you and I resonate because yeah. I see a brand aura when I see someone when I talk to them and you actually said the, the same words to me and I was like yeah. holy shit Um, When I dig into someone and I have like their brand personality immersion, I'm doing their soul level branding. I want to know their true identity. I don't want to know the facade. I don't want to know all the bullshit stuff that they think that they learned in some coaching program. And this is what so-and-so told me, you know, I actually had a client tell me, um, I was using, she sent me several photos for her site and we ended up using one of them. She goes, well, my coach told me that I really shouldn't be smiling in a lot of photos. What? And I was like, I was like, what do you want to smile in your photos? Do you want to? Well, yeah, I do. But she said it's not good for conversion. And I'm like, fuck that. If you want to smile in your photos, you do your thing. You do it. You smile, you, whatever you want to do, it's you. This is your identity.
1: I know. I think it's ridiculous. Like that shit is ridiculous. If someone's telling you not to smile, it's like someone telling me to smile because I have resting bitch face. So I don't really. And to me, like, I don't do a toothy smile. And I've been told like, you need to do a toothy smile so that you're more approachable. And I'm like, I'm not fucking approachable. I've never been approachable and I'm never going to be approachable. So I'm not going to fucking smile if I don't want to smile. And it's like, you know, they're telling you to be someone else. And, I mean, we've got yeah. enough of that. Like, society telling us we need to be this size or that size or bounce back, you know, in, like, five minutes. And we need to, like, you know, be the perfect wife, the perfect girlfriend, the perfect partner, the perfect fucking, um, the perfect boss or the perfect business owner and mother and friend and daughter. Fuck that
2: shit. Fuck like, it off
0: Yeah. I mean, we've had enough. I mean, the past hundred years or whatever, you know, like women have had enough, first of all, of being in the box, like be yourself, whoever the fuck that is. And it could be like, I love your new branding, by the way. It's Mm -hmm. all colorful and it's bright and it's you, you know, it goes with your purple hair and it's just you. And that's what branding is. It's a reflection of your true self of who you are and what you're doing out there in this online space. It doesn't need to be like, you know, a, a, a clone and all of these. And I'm going to name some people just because I don't care. Like if you go to B school and then you come out a clone out of B school (laughs) and everybody has the same fucking website, it, it's like, who's unique here? Who's unique? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think people have a hard time making decisions as well as they go into business. Like they, they're given all these strategies. They're given the way to be. They're giving templates, like you said, like you know, email templates. Oh my god, I've seen so much of that. Literally, templates where they fill in words, and I'm just like, Are you yeah, fucking? Yeah, steal thingy? my
0: swipe file and just change yeah. out the name. Yeah. Do you think people actually don't?
1: They can't tell that this is a fucking swipe. I mean, it's crazy. It's like we're creating a bunch of fucking clones. Again, why? And you know, I think it's also the responsibility of each one of every each and every one of us to not to not go down that path. Like we have right. a choice. People forgot. I think women forgot that we have a choice. We can use the swipe file, make it our own, or we can fuck it and decide that we want to just speak to our people like we would normally speak to a friend, from our we heart. Yeah. You don't have to have the same fucking web. You know what, I can tell you, I have done business in a box years ago. Mm -hmm. I did it because I felt like, well, people want it. Mm -hmm. And because I was running a digital agency, people wanted a business in a box. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't want to think about these things. They just wanted a business to go and then to make money with it. And it felt shitty to me, but Mm -hmm. that was what I was doing. I was doing all these fucking things, the setup, the web design the funnels, like basically all of it, the strategy and everyone just wanted one thing. How do I get clients and make money? They didn't care about you know, what their branding was, their message, like digging deeper into what they actually wanna do. They just surface level wanted a business <laughs> that they can show to people, like a business card. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then to magically make money, needless to yes. say, didn't work very fucking well for a lot of people unless they had a personality. Right. If they don't have a personality or they didn't want to show their personality, it fell flat on its face. And, you mm-hmm. know, I came to a conclusion that, you know, what, I, I don't feel good about this and I don't want to do it anymore because I feel like, you know, it's shit. It, it was a great theory that, you know, it's so easy. You give someone business in a box, they put their personality on it and it's a, it's a perfect fucking product to sell. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately a lot of people don't give a shit about personality they just want to make money online because it sounds easy and fun and then the reality hits that it's fucking hard af yeah hardly easy takes a shit ton of time to get to know what the fuck you want to do and how you want to do it lots of fucking breakdowns, breakthroughs, ups and downs. (laughs) And I swear to God, if someone thinks this is easy, stay in your job because it's not. Oh my God.
0: This is the hardest thing ever, you know? And, and you do have to have a personality because I've worked with a lot of clients who are like, well, just do it for me. You're the, you're the specialist. I'm like, I am doing execution and downloading and channeling branding for you. However, you have to give me part of your soul and show who you are. You have to be transparent. You have to be vulnerable. And so that's where I want to talk to you about being vulnerable online and being, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of us are empaths. A lot of the, like you said, a lot of empaths are drawn to not work in a nine to five because of our sensitivities. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am, you are, lots of us are, and we're more and more coming online. And then we're also more and more being misled by all these big coaches and trying to fit into their clone coaching box. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, we end up having like freaking breakdowns constantly because we are having, which is good. We're up leveling, having our breakdown to break through, but we don't have the boundaries. And so I'm sure you work with a lot of people who have boundary issues.
1: Everyone I work with has boundary issues. It's just a thing. It's a thing. Empaths, people pleasers, good fucking souls, like amazing people who would literally offer you their liver if they could. They don't like, seriously, they, they don't have boundaries. You know why? Because boundaries feel mean. That is the, that is what I've heard a lot for my clients and just from women who I talk to in this space, boundaries feel like they're mean. It feels like I'm not giving people what they want, which makes me a bitch. It makes me feel like if I don't give them what they want, they're not gonna like me, accept me. They're not going to want to work with me. So I'm going to offer and offer and give and give until they are content because their contentment is my happiness, right? And when right. they're happy, I feel like I did a good job. When they're happy, even if it means I'm sacrificing myself or what's important to me, as long as the client is happy, and that goes for any relationship really, mm-hmm. then I feel like I did a good job, that I am a good person, that I deserve to be loved and liked and accepted because I did everything and I gave everything, Right. So that is one of the most common things, one of the biggest things I work with my clients on because ultimately if you don't have boundaries in business, you're fucked. Because you know, if you don't have boundaries, you're gonna lower your prices if someone can't pay you what you want. You're gonna give discounts, you're gonna do more work that isn't in your contract. You're going to work later hours, you're gonna be available on the weekends, you're gonna be available around the clock on Beck and Call, and you're gonna be offering more and more because you know, a lot of people who feel entitled to have whatever the fuck they want because they paid you and now you owe them for the rest of your life mm-hmm. a lot of them will they will keep taking and keep taking and it's like you give a finger they will cut off your motherfucking hand it's yes. really Rampant. There's a lot of that, and unfortunately, empaths and and people pleasers and givers attract people who just sense that they can push and push and push those boundaries. And I have been in that situation in my business so fucking much. I have learned it the hard way that unless you put boundaries around your business, you can never really up level. You can never really go past a certain point because you're always going to be. Oh my god, if I don't answer this message, then they're gonna fire me. They're if gonna I don't hate do this work, it. they're gonna fire me. If I see something on Saturday that says urgent, must read, even though it's Saturday, mm-hmm. if I don't read it, then I'm gonna be fired on Monday. And it's like, fired? You're not a fucking employee. You get to decide what you do in your business. Like, do you really see a store that's closed on a Sunday open its doors because a client comes fucking <laughs> smashing through and says, bitch, I wanna buy a pair of jeans? Like, no. <laughs> It doesn't happen. Like, no. you cannot expect online business to be any different. That's the ridiculous thing to me. We are all businesses, right? A lot of us, registered businesses, paying taxes, hiring accountants. We are legit fucking businesses just because we're we're in a space which is not tangible per se because we don't have a fucking store or a building made of brick mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we are any different. It doesn't mean that you can knock down my door on a Sunday because you're freaking the fuck out about your launch or your post or not getting a like on your video. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of the time that's what happens, right? You get these fucking crazy clients who have meltdowns over bullshit and they expect you to be there on beck and call leave your child leave your partner leave everything drop everything and sit there and listen to the bitch cry because she got five likes and she wanted 10 Mm -hmm. it's like that is not the way that shit works around here you wouldn't do that to a business owner brick and mortar you wouldn't go to your doctor's office on a sunday night and be like motherfucker i want you to give me a chunk of open up (laughs) <laughs> you, why do you do it to people online? Why do you do it to online businesses? How are we different? Don't we deserve the same fucking respect? Like mm. people have a lot of entitlement in this space. That is such a like, good question. Know, um, they don't have like we don't have the rules and regulations that you have an offline business where mm-hmm. you've actually got like legal shit protecting you and there's a shitload of things that you know you can sue people for and there's a shitload of things that people don't really expect from you because it's courtesy. like you know if I open at eight, don't fucking text me at seven and ask me bitch, where are you? <laughs> but when you're online, you often get like I used to get in my launch when I was managing launches for clients, I would get, you know, messages at like 5am, where the fuck are you? Something's not working. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's insane. And I, I really don't understand. So boundaries is the only thing protecting you because this mm-hmm. industry has no fucking regulations. It doesn't. So the only thing that protects you from being fucking taken advantage of and from being stomped over by a bunch of hungry bitches who think that if they pay you a dollar, then you, you know, you're there. They, you. mm-hmm. they own you, they own your ass. Well, I don't see them paying my fucking insurance. I don't see them paying anything apart from the work that I'm actually doing. And it's probably undercharging as well, because all women have this fucking common superpower of undercharging. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, The only way that you can protect yourself and grow this business in a way which doesn't exhaust you and make you want to gauge your eyeballs out is to have boundaries and to be able to say no with grace, but no is a full sentence, right?
0: So yeah, no is a full sentence and it's so hard to do when you are a people pleaser. And so one of the uh, memes that you have is Pam, the people pleaser. And I call mine like Penny, the people pleaser. So it's, it was hilarious yeah. when I saw yours mm-hmm. and I was like, and you have all of these different types of people. And so I'm just going to read from your profile because this fucking cracks me up. Pam, okay. the people pleaser says here's an extended payment plan, a coupon code, my firstborn, but she's thinking want fries with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up.
2: And <laughs> the
1: truth. How many times did I show up when I didn't want to show up on Beck and call, listen to a whole list of demands before it was even my working hours And be like, sure, no problem. I can take care of it. Would you like something else? Is there anything else I can support you with? And then thinking in my head, are you fucking kidding me? Would you like my kidney? That's what I do too. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it was, it it took me a very long time to get out of that because, you know, the resentment Mm -hmm. that builds towards clients, you know, some of them Mm -hmm. don't even fucking get it. Like they don't think they're doing anything wrong. You have conditioned them to believe that you are a fucking puppet. You're mm-hmm. just there to fucking serve them and do whatever the fuck they want. But that's because you allowed it. So they, yes. they're like, Great, you know, she's not saying anything and you know, I keep pushing the boundary like they don't even think in that. And they're like, Okay, well if I, I wrote to her at nine PM, she replied, Well then she must be working at I PM Woo! Yeah. And then they go ten and then eleven and then they wake up at four and they have a thought and they want to boxer you with it <laughs> and That's the way that it goes. And there comes a time where people burst, literally fucking boil and burst. That's what happened to me. I was so done. I was so frustrated. I felt like a doormat. I felt like shit. It just, I felt like I have lost all of my self respect. I was just like, I am willing to put my child second to cater to clients. Seriously, I did that. I did. I was, I was writing emails for a client, which I wasn't even supposed to be writing because a team member was supposed to do that, but they didn't deliver. So of course I jumped in and of course I volunteered to do it. And it was 1.30 something AM and my son was sick and he started to cry. And I was just like, I'm just going to finish this email. I'm just going to finish this email. And then I realized like he's, he's fucking burning up. He's literally like, I have to take him to the yard. Something's wrong. with oh my And you know what I started to do? I started to write a boxer to my client explaining where I'm not going to finish that email. And my husband's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm writing to a client. He's like, why the fuck are you writing to a client if we're going to the hospital? Yeah. And that's when it hit me. I was just like, holy motherfucker. Right. As someone who's grown up in a household where, like, my father was a workaholic, right? He worked around the clock. His career was his thing. Nothing could stop him from getting what he wanted in his career. And I grew up around that, and I didn't see him much. Um, he was always fucking working, always fucking stressed, always fucking exhausted. And I promised myself that I'm never going to do that to my kids because I, I don't want them to live in a house where parents are not there because, you know, they have more important things to do. Right. And... I realized that this is exactly what I'm fucking doing. I am fucking doing the same thing. And it was such a fucking hard hit on the forehead for me. I was just like face palming my fucking. I was just like, no. Why am I getting stuck in
0: the same pattern? I'm repeating the same fucking mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because it starts back then. Like the, all yeah. of this mindset and conditioning yeah. starts in your childhood.
1: Absolutely. And I am, I hands down, I'm a workaholic. My work is my thing. I, you know, if I don't want to think about things, I work. If I am feeling stressed, I work. I will make myself busy to not think right. And you know, I just, to me, like whatever level I reach in my work, whatever, however however much money I make in my work, it's always like, great, next level, next level, next level. It's like always wanting more, never enough, never enough. Like it's never good enough. Right. It's always like it's it's great until I get there, but when I already get there, it's like, nah, that's not really anything. I just need to get to the next step. that's when it's gonna be amazing. So, you know, hands down, like I I still battle that shit every fucking day. It's not like you know, I've I've dealt with it and it's not there, it's absolutely there. But I have decided that, you know, I'm going to do my fucking best to not become this fucking robot that just thinks about work and thinks about money and thinks about, you know, going to the next level and the next level. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, I took three days off just because. And then I literally fired all my clients. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, fuck this shit. I don't want a business model that runs this way. I don't want to be on beck and call. I don't want to be fucking, you know, available. And it was a big, big shift for me. And I decided that, you know, I'm in this business for the freedom. Do I have freedom now? No, because someone's always launching. Someone's always fucking doing something big. Someone's always selling something fucking big. Someone always has a meltdown. And I'm just like, no. No, 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 that's not how it works. And yeah, I just fucking changed everything around. It was scary AF, but I just couldn't do it anymore. I was just like, fucking hell, like, this is not why I'm here. I don't want to repeat the same mistakes. And, you know, even if you work on yourself, if you've had a shitty example at home as a child, if you've had parents that, you know, didn't deliver really what they should have, mm-hmm. if you've had, you know, abuse and trauma and, and all that bullshit, and you've endured it, um, your programming is a bit fucked let's just call it what it is, right? So yeah, you get therapy or not, you go and try to work on yourself, you try to discover what the fuck your patterns are, how to recognize them, how to break them, you know, what your triggers are, and you try to create healthy habits and create a healthy lifestyle and get into healthy relationships, but it's a shit fuck ton of work. And you know, when you have situations like these, like highly stressful money related often, like, you know, if you're making a living, you jump back into these patterns because, you know, stress is a lot of the time a trigger for that. So you go back to the thing that you know and you've learned from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to be very fucking aware of, you know, recognizing that shit. And sometimes people don't. And that's when they end up with fucking monster businesses because your business really is a reflection of you. Right. A reflection of you.
0: So they're seeking validation through their, their work and... Yeah probably undercharging um, and then afraid to raise their prices because I'm not worthy. And how can I do that? And if I do raise my prices, then I have to super pad it and make sure it's over, over, over delivering. And I have to be available 24 seven. I have to make sure that they know that I am there 100% for them and kill myself in the process
1: absolutely and as my coach calls it stuffing the fucking turkey literally you take this package you put a price on it that feels scary for most people that starts with about ten thousand dollars and then they're like okay what can i add to this fucking package everything when i fucking stuff the motherfucker so bad like it's going to be so big and they do people do like 12 month packages we've done for you with coaching with consulting on strategy with like fucking I don't know a personal day of VIP they fly out to
0: see their clients (laughs) they you know they have like which is fine but it's yeah you're you're undercharging for all of these things by stuffing it oh definitely
1: I mean if you do all that it's not a 10k package I mean come on you're giving someone a year of your time um so I think well I think I know because I've done it myself of course I have done it um it's a question of deserving the price tag. It's like you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And to a lot of people, $10,000 is a price tag which you have to earn with your blood, sweat, and tears and your firstborn. And, you know, if you don't have a firstborn, then you better fucking give birth to it because you need to give it to your client. Um, It's a case of... (laughs) Seriously, it's a case of really... is is literally saying, please, 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 pretty, please pay me this much. I will give you the world. I will give you the world. I will give you, I will be yours forever. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't need to give yourself away and sacrifice yourself for $10,000. You know, I mean, it's this notion that you have to somehow, because you believe you're not worthy, you have to somehow overcompensate for your lack of worth. Mm -hmm. So you give because that's what you know how to do. You give, you give, 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 until your fucking cup is not even empty. There's a fucking hole in it. Like there's nothing there to give anymore. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with these high level packages and raising prices because they believe that, you know, if you raise your price, you have to give more. If you raise your price, you have to give more of yourself. If you raise your price, then you have to prove to someone why the fuck they need to pay this. And the proof is the things that you give them. Mm -hmm. And I always say to this, it's not about the fucking things. It's about the impact your transformation is going to have on their life and business. Because you know what? People don't give a shit about worksheets and PDFs and fucking bonuses that are bullshit. Like, you know, you're going to get my swipe file. You're going to get my fucking, you know, (laughs) best-selling fucking book. You're going to get my, you know, email, which got me five clients. Like, people don't care about that. People care about what you can help them achieve, what what pain you can help them eliminate, Mm -hmm. that's where the money is. Because ultimately, if you take the fucking simplest, most cliche example, how to make money online. So if you help someone create a consistent income online, that means that they can quit their job, not work for their fucking bitch of a boss. They can stay home with their kids if they have kids, or they can stay home and You know, they can have time to spend with their partner, they can have time to spend on themselves, like self care is a thing. and A lot of people fucking forget that they can, you know, they can live a life where they get to travel when they want take time off when they want, you know, work where they want, when they want, how the fuck they want. So ultimately, your solution is providing them a life of freedom, because they can make money from anywhere that has Wi
2: Fi right
1: now how much would you charge for something like that i mean i think you can't put a price on it so you know it's not about what you're going to give them like five calls 10 sessions no 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 no, it's about how good you are at creating the result they want and that's what you charge for because you know what it's i I read this somewhere and it's really fucking good like you know if you're let's do a web design example if you're a web designer and you want to like set up hosting very first thing that you do when you create a website from scratch you start with like the back end shit mm-hmm. i mean a beginner sometimes will take up to an hour to fucking figure that shit out someone <laughs> who's been doing it for a long time will do it in five minutes mm-hmm. now should you get paid less because you took less time to fucking do it no, no. they need to not. pay you for all the fucking investment of time energy and money that you've put into yourself to be able to do it in five minutes yeah so yeah so that is because my it years to
0: get to that point yeah
1: <laughs> exactly So, if I am able to help clients get to a point in their business where they feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want, charge however fuck, however fuck much, however, however the fuck much they want, if they can, you know, provide services that actually feel fun to them, if they can, you know, if they can actually sit down and think, holy shit, is this my life? Like, I'm making a shit ton of money. I am happy AF. I'm working with good people. What's the fucking price for that? I mean, you can't put it price on it because they're going to benefit from this for well however the fuck long they want to right so you know it's not a case of I'm getting my nails done you do my nails I have pretty nails for two weeks it's a case of my life has changed I have skills that I can use to provide money for my family for the rest of my fucking days and maybe even teach my kids I mean that is a transformation I would fucking pay all the money for
0: so, so how do yeah. we communicate that to clients uh, from the business side of things when they're thinking, okay, and they look at your offer and they're like tearing it apart and saying, well, do I get this? And do I get that? And what kind of other bonuses can you throw in there for me? Those
1: are not your people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. The, the clients who say, okay, so how much is this piece of your offer? Can we take that away? Then how much would the offer be without it? No. Mm-hmm. It's either you take, like, first things first. If you're a legit fucking business owner who knows what the fuck they're doing, the offers you put together are not thrown together because your cat vomited and you're like, let's put this all together, like vomit. And No, it's not a random, like, fucking gathering of shit that you decided to put together. There is intention behind every step because yes. you know there are certain things you need to do, create, mm-hmm. certain things that you need to teach them to have the result they're looking for. And if you start picking the pieces away because you want $100 here and $200 there off, it's not gonna amount to the same result. Right. So people tend to think, I mean, that kind of clients, usually they're either really fucking cheap or they're rookies and they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They just wanna bargain because they think it's like going to Target and finding the fucking cheapest shirt. It's not. It is very intentional if you're working with someone of experience that, you know, the things that are put together are based on experience, are based on know-how, are, are based on years and years of doing something and realizing that this is the best way because it works for the most people. Right. So picking that shit apart, and if someone starts doing that, to me, it's a like, fuck no. Go find a VA who's going to do like a la carte. I'm not doing that. Like, on my days of doing shit a la carte are long gone. Because I have enough experience to know that certain things work best put together in a certain order. And of course, I work in flow because I feel flow is like
2: mm-hmm.
1: the flow gets the best results.
2: Yeah. In
1: my experience with the clients I work with. However, there's certain things I will always do and always talk about and always teach and always ask about because I know that they're the pillars behind, you know, whether they're up or not. They're the culprits behind their mindset shit that comes with experience so if you if, if you come across a client that starts you know and i know how that conversation goes why is it this much can you break it down for me piece mm-hmm. by piece and tell me how much each piece is
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i mean you can probably do that with implementation work for the most part all of it although not necessarily 100 percent. but when it comes to coaching I mean, there's no fucking way to break it down because one session we could be listening to you cry because you had a breakdown. And then one session we could be creating this fucking amazing package that you're gonna earn $20,000 selling. And then another session could be spent just fucking trying to figure out what the fuck you want. I mean, how do you put a price on that? It's all part of the process. So if someone doesn't understand that, they're not your person. I mean, if you're a highly qualified service provider, or coach, or consultant, or strategist, then you know, they come to you because they want your craft. They want the results that they know that you can get them. And if they don't trust your process, they're not your clients, because if they don't trust your process and somehow some way they invest in you, and then you start working with them, they're going to be a fucking ginormous pain in the ass because they're going to question every single thing you do. They're going to question how much time it's taking. They're going to question everything, even though they have no fucking clue what they're doing, but they're going to question because they don't trust you, because they're scared, because they are not convinced that this was the right decision. That's Mm -hmm. why. I never overcome motherfucking objections. I don't talk to people like, you know, Oh, I see that, you know, you're, you're wondering about the investment, like, how could we make this money happen today on this? (laughs) Like, fuck that shit. I don't do that. Never did never will. And I'm never going to overcome objections that tell me the vividly that the client is not ready And again, if you have experience, you are going to know when a client is not ready. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna convince them to work with me. I know my shit is fucking brilliant. It took years and years and years to get to the place where I am now and fucking blood, sweat and tears, investments, time, energy, money, risks, AF fucking crazy shit went down and I'm not going to sit here and explain to you why we should work together you either know you want to or you don't and that brings the best people in the door because the people that know they want to work with you they know they trust you they're like right they're not going to pick your shit apart they're not going to be like um but you spent less time on this so like does that mean that I you know I don't have to pay the next payment or like no (laughs) I've heard it all. Oh my God. I love you.
0: No, I mean, it's, I've taken on the wrong fucking clients before because they, they, they're a full on yes. They're like, yes, I want to work with you. But then they don't understand their own limitations and their own questions and their own doubts. And so when those things come up and I'm there to, to help them work them through that and then they start doubting and then they're like, well, what about this? And what about that? And then you know, maybe they want to add on to the to the process, and it's like, okay, well, that's more money. You want more implementation, you want more strategy, you want more software, you want more technology. that costs more money. yeah. A lot Absolutely. of people aren't willing to do that either. And they don't no. understand
1: at all. They don't. They think they pay once. And then it's kind of like a la carte. You know, I wake up, I want a new page on my website because I forgot that I want to like launch this boot camp. Can you please create? And it's like, bitch, a page is extra. But <gasps> <Well>, you said <laughs> you were going to do my website. And you know, if you think that way, I mean, I've I've <laughs> actually once, I can tell you it was a fucking nightmare, once had a website project where we were like literally redoing a website um, kind of refreshing the branding a little bit it had like 80 pages i'm not even oh fucking kidding you 880 eight, pages oh. and they were all interlinked and it was all oh. seo as well like optimized so every fucking description of every image and every fucking keyword on every blog post made and had to be there exactly as is linked to all the fucking social media platforms and yelp and fuck knows what else it was a nightmare
2: and you know
1: people pay for that they do pay for that right they they pay fucking shit ton of money for that but then you know they think well can you add this can you add that can can i have like a bot i heard bots are like a thing like are you serious like a bot (laughs) <laughs> a bot would get lost between all these fucking pages like it's not even a it's crazy and they think it's kind of like they've peed once and it's like okay so I'm already working with you so how come can I do this like I, uh, it's a constant request line it's literally like mm-hmm. hello universe
0: can I please have this and that thanks can you deliver now. Yeah, and, it, and oh, P.S., I don't want to pay you any extra for it.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I've already paid you. Like, why, you know, why would I pay you again? You didn't say this was extra. I mean, to them, a website is literally everything
2: that you ever everything. do in your business.
0: Yeah, and it could be a process that takes you six months to a year, but they don't care because it, it their time is their time, and your time is their time.
1: <laughs> yep, They're, yes, all the time is their time. Like, they literally... Oh, what is it? The thing that people say collapse time is a popular thing online. I've noticed recently coaches who say that they will help you collapse time, which is incredibly interesting because I haven't heard scientists do that yet, but coaches (laughs) can (laughs) collapse time so that you can get to your goals faster. And I'm just like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Because clients think that they can extend your time magically so that your day is not 24 hours, it's 100 hours. And all of them are theirs. And, It's just, no, it's not. They don't understand you have other clients. They don't understand that you have a life. They don't understand that you got to fucking eat shit, you know, sleep, do the things people do. It's like whenever they want you, they want to have you. And these clients are not your people because they clearly have a lot of issues. And Mm -hmm. even if you put the boundaries down, they're going to make you feel like shit for it. They're going to be like, why are you not available? I paid you this much money. Like I expected support. Mm -hmm. Or and, they'll
0: turn into nightmare stalker clients like I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of crazy bitches out there. Psychopaths. And- like, complete psycho, bipolar, nothing against people who have bipolar. It's just unmanaged and crazy psychopaths.
1: Yeah. It a is. lot of it. <laughs> I mean, I've actually had an experience today. I got a, a guy with a very fucking weird looking creepy picture Reach out to me in Boxster and ask me, Do we somehow know each other? And I'm like, What the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I, I said no, and I, I deleted the conversation. He came back up again, and with those question marks, no words. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, like how many crazy people are in this fucking space? And it, it, it really boundaries and nerves of steel and support and a place to vent is necessary if you don't want to go fucking crazy and join these motherfuckers out there roaming the fucking interwebs being psycho because seriously you can lose your fucking mind sometimes with all that you have to juggle and all the stress. I mean, you know, I gotta mention one thing. I think it's really popular in this space where people say, just make everything easy. And I actually work with a coach who has this fucking major amazing philosophy of like making everything easy and being lazy. And it really resonates with me because I've always been working my ass off because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people don't, you know, they don't talk about the hard. Because business, by definition, if it was easy, we would all be in business making a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Making it easier is one thing, but then Talking about business being just fucking easy. And if you're working hard and hustling, if you're doing a lot of things, then you're a failure because it's not easy for you because you can't, you know, like snap your fingers where you're taking a shit and then 10K falls in your lap so you can wipe your ass with it. Like, why do people even do that? Like, why is there a notion that unless it's so fucking simple for you, that money flows from the sky and angels come down and, you know, you <laughs> announce your next fucking 6K payment? Like, I don't understand where this is coming from because business is nothing there's nothing easy about it it can make it easier with experience with support but yeah it has not been something that I've experienced personally like I, I haven't felt like business is easy I think it's a motherfucker and you know corporate was a dream next to having a business it was a holiday next to having a business and the next time i hear a confetti sprinkling bitch talk about business being easy and if it's not then Ugh. you're not aligned or in your highest purpose or like mm-hmm. you're not whatever the fuck manifesting hard enough not enough crystals in your bra like if I <laughs> someone else fucking saying that, i swear to
0: god it's not fucking- put more crystals in your bra then yes. you can get more more clients and more money
1: go to Sedona and meditate for five hours in the desert and then make sure you take a picture when you're pissing in the desert to show everyone how wild you are. I've actually seen this and I was shocked. Like I, you know, Things don't often shock me because I am pretty fucking shocking myself, but I actually saw a profile with a woman who who added a picture where she was literally taking a piss with her ass out in the desert. She took a a selfie and she put it on Facebook and she said that she is emancipating the womb or something. There is this whole movement of women who are talking about the womb and shit like that. Like, I don't even understand what the fuck they're talking about,
2: but... (laughs)
0: <laughs> and basically she had like, a I do have a womb, a womb person, but she's actually really grounded. So she's going to be on the podcast and, and it's very, very enlightening, but she's not all woo-woo about it. So <laughs> oh, I, I have to
1: listen to that because I really want to understand what this whole movement is because I don't get it because mm-hmm. none of them are speaking clearly. They're all just saying womb emancipation and, and moon meditations and everything. Yeah, no, well, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's asking your womb and then pussy power and juicy pussy. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is this shit? And anyway, that woman just basically posted a picture when she was taking a piss and women were cheering on saying how emancipated she is, you know, how wild and uninhibited she is. And I'm just like, she's pissing in the desert. Are you fucking serious? This?
0: Yeah. Well, and so that gives me the question, like, how vulnerable do you need to be online? Do you have to get naked in order to make sales? I, I mean, is you. that, I mean, if that's your thing, if you want to be naked, whatevs, but I've you know, like <laughs> I've seen it,
1: hands down, fucking seen it. No, seriously. Nipples and everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, is photo. that a sales tactic now? I mean, do people believe that that's how they want to sell? It's one thing if that's your call, that's your passion, yeah. that's who you are. And you're like, this is me. Um, yeah. But if you're doing it as like a shock, you know, mm-hmm. so, to just get clients and shock them into, you know, saying, "This is me. I'm so vulnerable. Come work with me now." Yeah, and the I think crying, that's authentic.
1: the crying Facebook lives with like the slobber and the the, the Starbucks <laughs> cup and in a car like next to the school, drop your kids off,
2: felt vulnerable.
1: <laughs> started to cry, mascara running, Starbucks cup in one hand and a napkin from Starbucks in the other and blubbering into your phone because your coach told you you need to be relatable. Fuck that shit. Like seriously, I am all about feeling the feels and I am very blunt about the emotions that I do have on every, like every platform that I appear on. I always make sure to not put a filter on. So if I'm pissed off, I'm pissed off. If I'm, if I'm sad, I'm sad. Um, my go to emotion is anger. So I'm usually pissed, but you know, I do have like vulnerable in terms of, to me, vulnerable doesn't mean you're fucking crying and taking selfies. Like to me, vulnerable means that you're taking the filter off and you're letting people into a place in your head where you don't usually let people in because you feel like there's a lesson there. It's not about sitting down and being like, woe is me oh my god this is bad in my life and this is this is it's just like no that's not what vulnerability is vulnerability is just opening up and talking about lessons that you've learned which were fucking hard and showing people into the back end of your business of your head of your fucking experience and being like look i suffered i went through this shit and then you know I found a way
0: out of it. So I want you yeah, to here's know. the silver lining. Like yeah. I always try to like find that. And yes. um you know like and I just want to say like I'm not judging anyone here. We're not judging people because we've done these these things ourselves, you know. Like we've lived this and gone through it. I go through this. I'm still in the process of establishing good boundaries and better boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an ever evolving thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from where I was a year or two ago to where I am now, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm doing good. But I still have a long ways to go as far as visibility, vulnerability, um, boundaries, authentic, you know, authentic, showing up authentically, all mm-hmm. of those things. Those are all things I struggle with as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did those posts, too, where I felt like, okay, I have to, like, I have to share a sob story, because it's a thing. It never felt good to me. It never felt like I want to do it. But I was told this is the way to go now. And I've actually had a coach tell me once, like, you need to do videos where you're really vulnerable. Like, you, you got to think of things to say that will make you cry, you will have to show people you're human. I'm just like, what, if I don't cry, I'm not a fucking human? Like, what the fuck? Um, Yeah. never felt good to me but I did it I, I, I didn't cry on a life like I couldn't get myself to do that but I did share things I didn't want to share and I tried to be like sad when I was really just pissed because that's my go-to but you know I don't I, I don't understand why there's this notion that you need to force some sort of emotion you know just Immersion. as bad as suppressing forcing emotions it's not like it's not any different it's just a shitty why would you want to manipulate people with emotions To I don't know make them like you more or feel sorry for you or what Mm -hmm. buy from you like that's manipulation Like how is that a successful fucking strategy? And you know when they buy your shit, and it turns out that you don't actually cry that much You don't actually have all these sad stories You just actually you know you just want want to sell something and then you teach them the same fucking shit Like you got to be relatable that means you have to share scary things it, it doesn't work that way. I don't share a whole lot from my private life or from my experience. I am very selective. I don't air my de- dirty laundry on social media because I don't believe in that. Um, and I feel like, you know, if I'm sharing something that's hard for me, and I did recently do a post about what happened after I gave birth to my son and I had postpartum depression and it was a very hard time in my life and in my business i did it because i wanted to show women what they're capable of doing i wanted to show them that even the worst fucking situation where you feel like everything's falling apart has that silver lining that you mentioned and that they can manage it and handle it and they can come out the other end you know having more success and more happiness and more freedom which is exactly what happened to me it wasn't a you know, it wasn't a story I shared and you know expected people to feel sorry for me and feel like, oh my god, poor her, look at her. No. I didn't want people to think, you know, you're a trooper, you go get a girl. Like, no, I don't. it wasn't that. To me, when I share something like that, it's because I know there was women going through it. And you know as soon as I posted that I got a message from a woman who was in a very similar situation she's like holy shit this gave me life like I now see that I'm not alone mm-hmm. and I had quite a few moms reach out to me and moms who are about to give birth and moms who have given birth and say fuck like how do you do it how do you do the business thing with the baby thing with the postpartum thing and that's 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 why I fucking do these posts because I know there is women sitting there quietly suffering being afraid to share that you know they're they're struggling because they're afraid to lose clients because they're afraid that they're going to lose their business if they own up to the fact that they're really fucking struggling if they share on social media that they're struggling maybe their clients are going to feel like they can't be supported by them because they're struggling like there's a lot of that they're not thinking of themselves they're thinking of their business first and i can tell you that when i had postpartum and i made it official to my clients because i felt like honesty is the best policy i actually got a question asking me, so how is that going to affect my business? And I'm just like, it isn't. (laughs) I'm going to handle it. And you know, how fucked is that? I mean, you share something so vulnerable with someone, it's hard Mm -hmm. enough to handle all of it, and to run a business at the same time and take care of a newborn. And then you get this fucking question in your face, how is that going to affect my business? And I'm just like, it's not. But it, it you know, it was so hard for me to not let it affect people's businesses. But I didn't feel very fucking supported in it at all. They just felt like, you know, it's your problem, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I get that. Business is business. I get it. But you know, some of these people are clients that I've actually worked with for years, right? I'm a long term kind of girl. Like I like to work with my clients long term. I like to build relationships. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like, you know. I don't understand. We're all women here. Why yeah. don't we not support each other? Why do we give each other so much shit? Granted, I give people a lot of shit in my fucking posts. <laughs> and I, under- I know that. I know but that. But you're a trigger I'm- on purpose. Yeah. But, it, you know, the thing is... I am just voicing my opinion. Like I think there is a place in this world for Bob, the brew marketer and Cindy and you know, mindset Molly and Nina, the network marketing queen. And I think everyone has a space here, but do I have to agree with all of them? No. No. Do I have to fucking pretend like I'm okay with what they're doing? No. No. Do I have to fucking pretend like I, you know, like I don't see that bullshit that I don't see people being hurt by it. No. And I'm not gonna. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: But do I believe there's a place for all of us? Fuck. Yes. The space is big enough. There's like billions of people searching Google every fucking day. This is a fucking multi-billion dollar business. This online coaching space, multi-billion dollar. There's space for everyone. And if someone, you know, if if Six Figure Cindy is someone's cup of tea, fucking great. Go and work with Six Figure Cindy. What do I give a fuck? But I have my opinions on her and I'm not going to shut the fuck up because there's an army of women who have these same opinions and they need someone to speak up for them. And that person is me. So...
0: Yeah. And I and I feel like you're speaking up for the people who need the boundaries, who need to know that they have the power within them to yes. do it. And um I love this post. I was just looking through your your feed again and it says the moon taught me nothing. It taught you nothing, Becky. Neither did the fucking sun. <laughs> yeah. You know <laughs> where the that These curtains job? and show us what you really got.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw this fucking meme circling the online space especially the spiritual online space and it was like the moon taught me it's okay to be in different phases and the sun taught me that even if i um even if i fall i'm gonna rise again and i'm just like bitch, they didn't teach you anything And it's a bunch of women posting the same meme and I I see it on my feed like over and over and over and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this what you really want to say? Like, are you looking at the moon right now thinking, thank you for teaching me that it's okay for me to be in phases. Like, no, you're not. (laughs) I just, you know, I get sick of that shit because I know women have things to say, serious fucking things they want to say, important things, things that they want to say, they actually want to say and they don't. And it pisses me off because women need to have a voice. More of us need to have a voice. We need to step the fuck up. We need to go and share our shit. We need to show people that there's a variety of us here. Not just like the couple of stereotypes that are fucking ruling this space. No. There's Mm -hmm. a whole fucking world of amazing, colorful women. We're like the fucking rainbow. They need to see us. They need to hear us. And, you know, the women that are, you know, struggling with boundaries, struggling with people-pleasing, struggling with showing up and stepping into that motherfucking power, finding that voice and speaking up. These women often feel really intimidated by, you know, the confetti throwers or the bro marketers or like the super fucking spiritual millionaires who are buying pillows from Bali just to sit on them and meditate in LA. And it's like, guys, it's okay. Like there's space for everyone. You don't have to be scared. And, you know, again, it's like fucking high school. There's the popular crowd and they're like loud and proud and walking around and, you know, pretending like they're all that and end all be all. And then there's the rest of the people who are infinitely more interesting and experienced and fucking, you know, they're deep and they're, they're amazing women and they have so much to give and they have so fucking much to give. And they're shutting the fuck up and posting about the motherfucking moon. Like, seriously, (laughs) no,
0: not on my watch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I love that you, you told me, um, you know, it's always okay to feel your feelings and you're feel- you should never apologize for feeling them. And I think that's really important to, to say too.
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot of us, you know, believe like we have to smile or not smile or we have to be like, I've heard a lot of like the, most of the hate that is directed at me is, is basically people saying that I am so negative, that I am like, you know, I'm bashing and shaming. And I, you know, like I am so negative. And I'm just like, bitch, I am Morticia. Like I am, black is my favorite color. I live in black. I wish I could see black and white. Like I am literally that person. And I was never a happy-go-lucky fucking happy, clappy Helen, like I am not that person.
0: Happy clappy Helen.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am never going to fucking cheer and sing and dance and pretend like, I, like I'm just not. Yeah. I am a person very much in my shadow. And I, I have actually talked to a spiritual worker who told me I am a shadow worker. I didn't know that, but apparently mm-hmm. so. And I, I'm good. I love fucking shadow. Mm-hmm. I wish it was Halloween every fucking day of the year. Like <laughs> Truly, that's who I am. And, you know, I embrace it and I think that, the you know, the love and light brigade, fair enough, that's great. But, you know, if you don't look into your shadows, you know, oh, yeah, not shine very bright. And I believe that, to, like, forcing people to to adapt these stupid fucking, like, um, ideologies that, you know, I choose joy and I only feel joy. I mean, as someone who has been told as a child to not cry, yeah. to not be unhappy... Someone who was told, like my mother used to tell me off for crying. She'd be pissed as fuck if I was crying. And I mm-hmm. cried a lot because I'm sensitive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she would, you know, she would scorn me and she would tell me, why can't you just be happy? Like all the other girls, like, why can't you just be normal? Why do you have to always fucking cry? Like she would literally, t- like she would tell my dad to turn off music. Music made me emotional sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's still does to this day. And when it did, she'd be like, turn off the music. Because she's going to start crying.
0: And it's like, so she's shaming you for being who you are and feeling your feelings. Uh,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And now the same thing is really, it's coming up. People are like, why can't you be more positive? Like, why do you always have to shame? Like, I'm not fucking shaming people. No. I am voicing my opinion yeah. and I have a fucking right to do so. I'm not telling them to go die. I'm telling well, my audience what I think and mm-hmm. what I believe and that is it. And, you know, people feel like you have to be all happy and lifting. You know what? If I tell women to fuck everything that they hear from these happy, clappy bitches and be themselves, that is lifting AF. I cannot tell you how many times I've got messages from women saying, I finally feel free. Right. I finally do what the fuck I want. Finally, someone has given me permission. Because ultimately, a lot of us search for that permission. Someone has to tell us, it's okay to be you. Because no one else did ever. Maybe your parents didn't tell you. Maybe you never felt it's okay to be you. Maybe your peers, maybe your partner, you know, maybe you always felt like it's not okay to be you. And then this bitch comes along loud and proud and she's like, be fucking you. That's the only way to be. And you (laughs) think, wow, maybe it is a possibility for me to actually embrace who I am. And, you know, I don't, I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think of me. I am fucking over that shit because I see the work that needs to be done. There is a lot of women who need to fucking understand that they're good enough as they are, beautiful as they are, interesting as they are. They don't have to earn their place. They don't have to earn the price tag. They don't have to earn love or respect or acceptance. They get it as they are because they fucking deserve it as their birthright to be loved and feel safe and feel welcome and you know to me there's this whole notion like when I entered the online space I felt like I always heard and I didn't hear it directly but I always felt like you can't sit with us
2: mm-hmm. and it's one of
1: those things that you hear in high school if you're an outsider you can't sit with us because we're sitting here we're all fucking cheerleaders and mm-hmm. we're sitting
0: together and can't sit with
1: us and mm-hmm. when I entered the space I felt like holy motherfucker it's here again <laughs> and I could never connect with these women, and I felt very alone um and then I realized, well, I gotta fucking create my own tribe if I'm feeling like I can't connect with these confetti throwing fucking helen I, I I can't, so I'm gonna create my own thing, and i'm gonna I'm gonna attract these women who also can't find their place, and we're gonna create a place of our own where everyone is fucking welcome, where everyone gets to be themselves, where people get to feel safe. And that is exactly what I've created in this community. And these women, what's really exciting, they're actually friending each other, talking to each other. I see them commenting on each other's feeds, supporting each other, working together. And it's an ultimate dream come true for me because these are the women who have never fit in who are always the black sheep who are always told they're not enough who are always told they have to give more who are always told that you know everyone gets to have this but you need to work for it extra hard because you're not like everyone or they were told like you know why can't you be like everyone you're always fucking making like you're always difficult right you're always difficult you're always making shit so hard Why can't you just be nice and happy, like, you know, and fit in?
0: Yeah. Why can't you fit into our idea of what you want you to be?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, I literally have this thing. I want to create Misfit Island. Like I want all these women who feel like they're not fitting in anywhere to just come to me and just feel like that's where they can start to learn how to just fucking be. Mm. and that's it like there's no fucking boxes to fit into there is no framework to adapt there's there's no rose gold to be had no there's no rose gold to be had or no prosecco to be drank because that is the drink you have to drink like if you take a picture for your website it better be fucking prosecco because if it's not prosecco like oh my god (laughs) um so, you know, I don't believe in that bullshit. I believe that, you know, you are your brand. You don't have to create it. You just have to understand what it is. You have to fucking, you have to know how to represent it. But I don't believe that you have to build it from scratch based on, you are it. You have all the fucking ingredients. You just need to know how to represent that, how to talk about it, how to express it creatively. Mm-hmm. How do you do that if someone throws a fucking template in your face? There's no way. So, yeah, to me, what I'm building is a community of women who are sick and fucking tired of being told who to be, how much to weigh, what to do in their business, how to talk, how to be a mother, how to be a wife, how to be a partner, what clothes to wear, what websites to have, women who are fucking sick and done, and they're finished with it. Like Mm -hmm. they no longer want to do it. It doesn't work for them. I want them to understand that there is a place for everyone and everyone is unique and that's beautiful. I don't think clones are beautiful. I think they're fucking ridiculous. I think that unique and different and stand out and true and honest and raw and really someone who is not afraid to show up as they are and speak on it. That's beautiful. So yeah, that is what I'm cultivating.
0: So the name of your new group program, uh, or do you want to share your, your information for your program? Yeah. Um, so I recently decided to launch a program, but
1: then I talked to my coach and I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore, which is what happens pretty often because I do something and I launch it and I'm like, no, I got a new download. And no. it happens, I'm not a super woo person, but sometimes when I start to launch something, I realize it's out of alignment. And it's only when I start to launch it and talk about it and I find that it's hard for me to talk about it for some reason and that it's not sitting well. And then I'm you know, I'm finding ways to not do it. And I feel like, okay, this there's something wrong here. And I had a conversation with her and realized like this is not what I wanna do. So I'm actually creating something new and the name is not there yet, but essentially what it's gonna be, It's going to be a super fucking accessible program. It's going to be four to five weeks, and it's going to be all about finding your real fucking true voice, embracing the magic, the genius, the work that you do, the art that you do, and learning how to create a powerful online presence by learning how to express it, how to talk about it, by learning to... Um, show up authentically and learning how to talk to your audience in a way that feels good to you, finding that voice, finding that message, refining who you really are. Because a lot of women that come to me, it's like the most common question I get, like, how do I decide? How do I pick who I am, literally? Because I, I love so many things and I love so many, um, so many different things that I can do and I love to do. And, you know, then my coach told me this and I'm so confused and I, I just, they're trying to fit into the box mm-hmm. and it fucks everything up for them. They don't know what to post. They don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to call in their soul clients. They don't know how to sell their packages. They don't know how to put together the package you want to put together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I realized that, you know, its it's been coming up and coming up and coming up and here I am launching this program and I'm like, no, like this is not, this is not what I want to do. And it kept it kept coming up these messages and exactly the same problem over and over and over again. And I was just like, okay, this is a fucking sign because I feel so called to teach these women on this. Like I feel so called to create a container where they can all really like in a safe space where they're supported, where there is no fucking like, you know, there's no limits, there's no templates, there's no swipes, where they can just realize, we can then come to center, come home and, and understand who they are. And That is exactly what I'm creating and it's literally being birthed right now and when I birth a program I call it birthing a cactus because it kind of feels (laughs) that way sometimes It's Literally fucking prickly shit. Um, it, it sometimes it's painful Sometimes I go back and like kind of look at the stuff that I've been through which brings things up But my programs are very much emotional and they're very like I put all my heart into it It's like you pour your soul out there and you put it out into the world so that's what's happening right now. And I want to make it really accessible. I want these women to, I want it for them to, I want it to be easy for them to say yes to this. Cause I know they're struggling with it. Right. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty fucking revolutionary because I'm not going to have a structure. I'm not going to have templates. I'm not going to have like, you know, five things you need to answer to know who you are in this space or mm-hmm. like a recipe for your niche. Like that's not going to happen. So i going to happen. there's going to be journaling prompts. Cause I do believe that writing shit on paper is magical. And yeah. that's when you can actually, I, like, I fucking love journaling. And I used to ridicule that shit
2: for years, but Did yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I, I really, I think it really, really helps to, to speak your soul when you start. Yes. Writing yes it's incredible so it's literally
1: going to be a dialogue inside a container with women who are working on this and journaling prompts and you know inspiration and sharing experiences and i want it to flow so Mm -hmm. it's not going to be like those programs where you have homework and you have to do this and that i don't believe in that yeah i want women to come out the other end and understand who they are what their magic is how to talk about it how to express themselves how to be and monetize that shit because I believe that women need to have all the fucking money in the world. Amen. That, yeah. yeah. If you want to make an impact? You have to have money. People who are just trying to survive. Will never impact because they can't because how the fuck can you think about impacting if you're trying to survive if you're always worrying about the next bill if you're always thinking about where's the money coming from you cannot fucking impact the amount of women you want to you want to impact you cannot make the change you want to make because you have really fucking basic survival shit to take care of so to me like money is absolutely needed let's embrace that the more women have a shit ton of money the better we're off all of us
0: Especially the the empaths and the sensitive people who know what to do with it to change the world. Absolutely, you know, it's like I see so many coaches and empaths that are struggling to make a sale at two hundred fifty dollars. You know, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know, that's a big jump." And am I worthy? And they they go through all of these questions and doubts and limitations and preconditioning. And yes. yeah, sell your big high-end packages. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Sell it as long as you deliver it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want for these women. But you know, before you actually get to sell this, like selling a high-end package means that you're 100% behind it and you know that it's going to change someone's life. Mm-hmm. Granted that they do the work and they follow your guidance, right? So, I mean, but before he gets that point, you actually have to really get clear on like, okay, so who the fuck am I? What, oh, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to deliver this? And a lot of women don't listen to that little voice inside that says, but you know this. Like, they all know who they are. They all know what they want to do. But there's a bunch of shit covering that knowledge because the noise because the coaches who told them to be this or that or because they think they cannot pull it off or because they think that no one's going to want to buy it or they think, you know, there's no way this is going to work. And they have these preconceptions and they they think it's just not possible for them. Mm-hmm. And then they try to adapt and be something else. I want to dig through the shit and I want to find out who they are who and they what are. they actually want, because that is when the magic happens. That is when the fucking 10 K 15 K 20 K packages fucking sell. That's when you can make the money and do the work you actually want to do. And mm-hmm. it, it comes together beautifully, but what it requires is a next level of, honesty and vulnerability with yourself to actually admit this is what I want to do this is what I've always wanted to do and I've always been told that I can't
0: and that that was one of the questions you asked me you said well what do you really want yeah and I'm like okay you know and is that an option to have what you really want yeah it is I know that (laughs) you know It fucking
1: is. Oh my gosh. And I spent years in my business believing that it isn't. I spent years (laughs) in my business thinking that I cannot have the money and the fuckiest work and the amazing clients and the time to spend with my my husband and my son and the time to take from me and, you know, the overflow of money that I can, you know, put away and feel safe that if shit goes down, you know, I'm not... Filing for bankruptcy and going broke and moving to shelter, which is the biggest one of the biggest fucking fears of mine that it's all going to fall to shit and you know mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to fail. Um, and, and so many, so many people have that fear. I mean, and there are homeless people, uh, coaches online too. You know, I know of 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 a few that are homeless that are opting into coaching programs, investing, hoping that it will save them by the way. Are you
2: serious? Mm-hmm.
0: Holy shit. I didn't know
1: that. I didn't, I didn't like, I had no idea. I like, I've seen people go broke because of huge, like mm-hmm. 30, $50,000 investments that they couldn't make, but they did because they trusted. And then I, I've seen marriages fall apart. I've seen businesses shut down. I've seen a lot of shit and you know, it makes you think, and it's scary. It fucking is. And everyone's got fear around that. Every fucking person, like, even if someone's making seven figures in their business, mm-hmm. they still have a fear of fucking failing and everything going to shit.
0: Right. Of so, losing it all.
1: <laughs> of losing it all. And then, you know, not knowing what to do with your life. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm severely unemployable. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no way. Like, I could not do fucking work for someone at this point. I My business is it for me. I, there's no plan B. I'm in it. Like I know. after out. all
0: these years, you're like, uh, yeah, I, it won't work. I mean, I can't even see myself in a cubicle. <laughs> if,
1: no, if I was going to do something else, it, it is definitely going to be a, another business, mm-hmm. um, right now. And for the last almost five years, this has been it. And I don't plan on going anywhere. I think I'm just fucking getting started at this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but you know, I, I don't know, you know what they say. Um, what you're like, what you're most scared of in your business, what your biggest fear is, is always gonna come up Mm -hmm. when you're trying to up level. So when women are trying to discover their voice, when they're trying to get visible their way, when they're trying to sell their way, make packages their way, price their way, the fear that comes up is what if it fails? If that is their biggest fear, what if it fails? What if it goes to shit? It's safer to stay where I am because this is somehow working. It's not the best thing. I'm not excited about it. It's kind mm-hmm. of making money, but it's kind of sticking, it's, it's sticking together. It's, it's, you know, it's something that is kind of working. Let's not touch it because if it falls apart, what the fuck am I going to do? So I find that a lot. You know, women wish they could. They wish they could set the boundaries, but what if they get fired? They wish they could say no. What if they get fired? And thus, it all leads to this fear of what if I fail? And I find that most empaths and people pleasers and people who are really sensitive and really, they want to serve the world. They want to save the whales. Like they want to just do all these beautiful things. Mm -hmm. Most of them are scared to fail because they have been told all of their life that they're not, they're never going to make it. Yeah. They're not worth it. They're not smart enough. They're not good enough. They're not this or that enough. They're not that girl.
0: So let me, let me ask you, If anyone's listening that, and I've had clients come to me uh, or that wanted to work with me that had these fears. And so if anyone's listening, that's like, you know what? I just need to know what the answer is. I need to know how to get the clients. I'm sitting here. I've done the website. I've done the lives. I've showed up on Facebook. I've invited people into my opt-in and nobody's, nobody's showing up. What the hell do I do?
1: Yeah, so it's one very fucking simple answer. Something is not clicking for you. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And
1: this is so true and so simple. And I fought this for a very long time when my coach told me shit is not working because you don't want it to work. And I'm like, why the fuck would I not want it to work? Why the fuck would I want to sabotage my own fucking launch? Why the fuck would I want to do that? And she's like, because you don't want to do it. I'm like, I want to do it. I want to make money. She's like, but do you want to do it? Do it. And I'm just like, do I want to do it? Do it. Fuck. (laughs) I don't think I want to do it, do it. <laughs> and
0: on some level, you're, you're a no on that. You're like, yeah, no, because I don't want
1: to. Maybe, yeah, because maybe the price is too low or maybe the program sucks and you actually don't want to do it. Or maybe you want to do something else, but you're scared. Or maybe, you know, it's it's so strange. And I, clients always ask me, what if it doesn't work? What if I show up and it doesn't work? And then it doesn't work. And I'm just like, okay, do you want to do it?
0: And they're like, but we need a strategy. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Yeah. Are Is it something that you can talk about in your sleep? Is this something that lights you the fuck up that you just like can talk to anybody about any time of day? That's what I always say. Like for what I do for soul branding, it lights me the fuck up. I can talk about it forwards and backwards and it just it, it's my soul but I see people trying to fit again into the box and say well I have this program and I really want to offer this because I think it could help so and so and I'm like what it doesn't sound like you really want to do that
1: <laughs> yeah that's one thing and there's also another thing people who have zero audience who want to do evergreen funnels right off the bat without testing them live ever yeah. running anything live without trying organic they just want ads to funnel to sale and they don't have an audience and they feel like it's possible to get amazing fucking results because they have been told that funnels work yeah they do but if you have an audience if you don't I mean if you're running cold traffic to a funnel and trying to warm them up with five emails it's not gonna work
0: oh my god thank you for saying this because this is the message being told to so many people right now
1: Yeah, I know. It's a template being sold. Like it's literally, you create a lead magnet and then people opt in and you know, they, they see the lead magnet because you use Facebook ads. So you leave a shit ton of money, um, running Facebook ads and then you get this cold traffic. They have no fucking idea who you are. You know, they get a nurture sequence of about four emails. Then maybe they get a tripwire or maybe they get a tripwire right after they opt into your lead magnet Mm -hmm. so that you can cover the costs of your ads, which is a nice theory, but cold traffic is not that easy to fucking convert, I mean, unless you're doing retargeted ads where, you know, people have actually seen something of yours. But if you're running cold traffic, I mean, it's really difficult to convert people because people need to trust you to buy shit from you. It's not a thing where, you know, they see you once and they're like, take my money. Um, and you know a trust is not like to me trust cannot be built with a couple of fucking emails and this model, oh my fucking God, how many times have I seen it? I'm actually working with one of my clients right now, has this like she's been told that this is what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And fair enough, the system itself is a nice theory, but you need to know what works organically before you fucking automate it. Because if you don't know what your people respond to, what triggers them, what they need, you know, what they talk about, how how they talk, you need to be able to speak your people's language. Yes. So they get you and how the fuck will you know that if you haven't built organically and people feel like they can just go in, buy themselves an evergreen funnel and you know, sell a passive fucking course. That's the funniest thing to me. Like they come with a ready course, no audience. They just created the course because they thought that's what people will want. And then they want a funnel that is automated fully evergreen that is running to this course, cold traffic pouring in And they think they can become an overnight millionaire. And I'm just like, you know, people probably don't want this. A lot of the time, marketers think that they know what their people need. In fact, they don't. Right. Um, A lot of the time, we think like, this is what they're going to want. And then you put it to market and market is like, fuck you. We don't want this. And you know, sometimes it's a trial and error game. So to me, if a client comes to me and they're like, I've done this, I've done this, I've done that. It's not working. No one's buying. The first thing I go to is, do you want to sell it? If they want to sell it and it's, it's absolutely fucking something that they're behind. Then I go and see like, do you have an audience? What, what are your goals? Like if you have 500 people, watching you, like, you cannot expect 50 people to enroll in your shit, no. like, you need to be reasonable, like the 3% conversion rate, I mean, that's still like a pretty fucking good conversion rate. You have to know how this shit works. And people have these huge expectations, like they think they're gonna, like, you know, they're gonna press play on their Facebook ad. And you know, their internet is just gonna break people are going to be buying and then mm-hmm. you know, they get one sale. And they're like, What the fuck? And it's just, you know, I I love the business model where you put two and two together. So you have the high level offers and you have the lower mid level offers, the entry offers, but if you want to sell low level stuff, like low level pricing up to a thousand dollars, if you don't have a big audience, it's going to be pretty fucking hard to make decent money. Right. Because I mean like, okay, fair enough. If you sell 10, like 10, $497 courses, that's almost $5,000, which is fucking great. But you know, if you need like 6,000 to live, and you need to keep promoting this shit as well. It's not like you just kind of put it out there and it just floats. You have yeah, to it's not one and it, done. You have- yeah. So it takes quite a bit of effort. And if your audience is not warmed up, they don't trust you don't like you they don't, don't know you, who you are. <laughs> they don't know. Who the- fuck you are it's gonna be so hard to get yeah. those sales and you might get a couple so you might earn uh, like a thousand dollars two thousand dollars yes and, i mean what what the fuck can you do with that money when you've got so many expenses and a business to run and a family
0: to mm-hmm. feed and But see, that's, that's what's being taught right now in the big coaching programs. And I get a lot of, um, clients that go through these coaching programs and they come to me and say, I want a funnel. And I'm like, but do you know who you are and what you're selling? (sighs) And so I'll create the funnel for them. But if, if they're not marketing it and they don't have the audience and they don't have the engagement, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to convert.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel like, you know, when you're first starting, when you don't have an audience, when you're just building, one-to-one work has major advantages because you get to know your people up close, because you get a shit ton of insight working with people mm-hmm. one-to-one, and because you can make better money and just need to have that one person join, not 10 people to make a decent amount, right? right. So so I there's
0: misinformation like, happening here is, yeah, is, is I, what's going yeah. on.
1: I totally believe there is misinformation happening because I mean if you have an email list to 5000 people who fucking love you then go ahead do everything you want to do but you know if you're just starting and you want to make money to survive and to keep going in your business which is how I started you work with people one to one you know you take on projects you take on things that you can do that bring in the influx of cash you need to keep going and growing and investing and paying your fucking bills yeah. and I think it's a, it's such it's crazy to me how people are selling these funnels to to business owners who essentially don't really have a business and this funnel is like the first structure they have because they you know I have clients coming to me in my agency days without a website without social platforms without anything and asking me to create you know a freebie and a website and a funnel I'm just like what well, the fuck are you going to talk about this to if you don't have Facebook
0: right <laughs> right I mean, like what's your platform where are you going with this
1: yeah and, and you know even if they have a platform they don't know who their client is they don't know who their person is you know they say it's Sharon she's 30 got two kids you know maybe uh, a college um, yeah she likes to eat pizza and i'm just like are you They're gonna,
0: making what, it up out of thin air that's the other thing is like who's your client avatar um, oh well you, Sharon's 30 and blah 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 and makes this much and uh, how do you is she actually a real person or is she your ideal person that you just decided <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's insane. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I, that is a whole other fucking podcast episode. Because Always that, <laughs> Avatar, I can't. I can't. And they go into a lot of detail. Like, she goes out on a Saturday with her husband to have ice cream, and then they go to the cinema, and I'm just like, are you going to sell her by telling her that, you know, you know she has ice cream on Saturdays? Like, what the fuck? Jeez. People, like, digging into who that person is and where they are and what they – what they fear and what's holding them back and getting into their head. That's what you do not, you know, think about what she fucking eats on a weekend. And yeah, I don't know who's spreading that bullshit, but it has to stop. I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know who's spreading it. (laughs) I'm not going to name any names right now, but I am tired of it. So thank you for sharing your message, your loud and clear, fierce as fuck message. I think it's (laughs) awesome. I think everyone needs to listen to you, everyone needs to sign up. When when is your program up op- it's birthing right now? So Yeah, it's a cactus in
1: progress. You know okay. what? I, I think I'm gonna start talking about it on monday because i'm giving myself the weekend to kind of like just have the freedom get into nature i love getting into nature when i'm birthing a program yeah it's just kind of you know to center to get away from technology and just to be with my thoughts because that's when i get really creative all our talent alternatively i can go take a shower forever because showers there's something in there i swear to god like
0: water is magic it's just yeah. total magic
1: yeah yeah so I'm probably going to start talking about it on Monday. Um, but, uh, you okay. know, like I, I do work in flow and I hate fucking deadlines. Although I do, I do it
0: too. Work. I, do, I uh, hate it too. Yeah. I know, I know.
1: But I try to be structured just at least a little bit. I mean, because, you know, granted we are in business. There has to be some kind of fucking structure. Timeline. Like, yeah. Like, some kind of timeline. So it's probably coming on Monday. Um. And um, I just, I've, I've got shells because I think a lot of women are going to find it fucking life-changing when they yes. discover that there doesn't have to be a box to fit into. So.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Am, I'm blown away, blown away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you so much. I enjoyed it. I love talking to you. I know we're like totally on the same page here. So
0: yes, thank you we for, are. for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Learn more about us at elevateyoursoul.com with two L's or find us on Apple Podcasts at Elevate Your Soul or on soundcloud.com forward slash L Wesley. Elevate Your Soul, helping you remember your purpose and shine your light so that you can live a totally orgasmic life.